I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And each week, I find someone to talk about it with. And today, we are in LA, and while... His dad has not said anything on film. His son is going to talk some Star Wars with us. Welcome to the podcast, Nathan Hamill. How's it going? It goes well. Now, I have to ask, you've just shown me around your apartment, which is <laughs> is kind of like my youth just exploded. <laughs> it is, it's visually stunning. But when I went up the elevator... Yep. The, there's a sign saying that someone's pushing the elevator button too hard. Yeah. yeah. And they've got people in investigating tapes <laughs> and they've got the elevator company coming in. I, it wasn't me. I don't know, man. I've, I've, been, I've been out of the country for a while, so... I think you've been hitting level four just a little <laughs> bit too hard. <laughs> too much fervor, yeah. Uh, are, you, are you eyeing people around? Like, who do you think the culprit is? Oh, I don't know. Well, see, I don't know if they... Hopefully they're not listening to this, but uh, the it's guys, a podcast. Couple, they're not listening. The guys, a couple doors down. I don't know. They they seem they're they're the ones that leave trash in the elevator after they've been out a long after a, a long night of drinking. So you know, have they got big thumbs? That's who I'd yeah. be looking for. <laughs> Who's got a big thumb? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were at Star Wars Celebration in London. Yes. And then we're at Comic Con. What, what's your highlight of all that convention going? <sighs> Beer 57? Was that the best one? <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, at this point, you know, I've slowed down on the collecting, which, you know, we, we've agreed is probably for the best, uh, running out of room here. But um, you've either got to slow it, down on the collecting or get going on the real estate purchasing. Right, or open a store, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, just hanging out with friends, you know, especially Comic-Con. It's, uh, you know, it's people I haven't, you see only once a year and it's, it's at Comic-Con, so mm-hmm. that's always... It's always fun. Yeah, it's sort of it's what makes going again and again rewarding is because you build up this file of friends. Yeah, and you bump into and, and yeah. I met a bunch of your friends at Poolside, and you know, I look forward to seeing them next year as exactly. well. Exactly, exactly. That's the, our that's our Saturday. We're 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 done with the convention. We're done running into sweaty people, and and it's time to uh, to just relax a little bit. So. Time to hit the Poolside bar. Although yeah. there was a tragedy at the Poolside bar. Not sure if you remember what happened. I got my full can of beer. That's stolen. right. That's right. Right from it was right, right, right behind you. Yeah. I just put it down. Yeah. And I looked around, and then for the rest of the day, much like you're looking for the big thumbed person <laughs> in the apartment, I'm like, which one of these bastards has got a Ducate? I'm, I'm, I'm calling them out. Yeah. That was insane. It was within a minute. It was gone. I've never had anything like stolen from me like that. Yeah. And and the sad thing was, like, I wasn't worried. But we're about, saying it was because it was it wasn't opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got it. And I wasn't worried about how much it was, like five bucks or something. But I bought two, so I wouldn't have to go back to the bar. So exactly, he didn't steal five dollars off me or he she. He stole your time. And he stole my time. Ruined your 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 plan to be lazy. 
They're not lazy, but just, yeah. yeah. No, I was thinking ahead. I was planning for the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, other, otherwise, though, not, not a bad year, right? Did you, you checked out, I saw your Instagram, you checked out the panel on all the, the Black Series and mm-hmm. all the, the toys and stuff. Yeah, I can't keep up with those. There's too many. I just collect the Japanese ones. And they okay. come out very slowly. The yeah. FH Big Hearts ones. Okay. Now, we ask this of every guest. Okay. And I'm fascinated for your answer <laughs> because you're a bit more embedded. But what's your first memory of Star Wars? Oh, man. Um, I, I seem to remember vaguely very large trees, which would have been the Redwood Forest uh, and teddy bears. But... Uh, <laughs> But but I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know if that's a real memory or if I've invented it, you know? Either way, do you think the trees were real or on a set? No, they, those, were the, those were the real ones. I, have, I know I was there, but I don't know if I was, you know, as Louis C.K. says, making memories. So, But yeah, that and uh, I remember seeing Jabba on the, the big screen. So that would have been, yeah, in 83. And then, yeah, I guess just watching it on video mostly because it was, I was born in during the second one. Now, I, I did a, a brief Google, did some research, okay. which I love to do, Nathan. Yeah. And you were actually born during the filming of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what scene? Like, the, 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 it, that your dad had to go film the next day? It was it was a scene where the, uh, this might be controversial, but the AT-AT, not the AT-AT, I don't know what they've... Deemed as the the correct terminology, but I oh, I can go, I just jump in? I go at at. If anyone corrects anyone on how to pronounce at at or at at, you are a boring nerd. <laughs> like who cares? Everyone yeah. knows what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the scene where it crushes the snow speeder. He's trying to get Dak out of the back. Mm-hmm. So that was the scene. I don't know if it was that day or I think it was that day. But you know. okay, because I read the next day he had to get on set to film. The hanging from the antenna scene. Oh, yeah, I don't know. How do you know more about this? Because <laughs> I googled it this morning. <laughs> but when has the internet got everything wrong? Yeah, that's true. Come on, that's true. So it's all I fact think, check. Yeah, yeah. No, no opinions. No. <laughs> listen, I'll, I'll just conduct the interview by myself. <laughs> I start asking you questions then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What happened the next day? I don't know. There was stuff. There was a lightsaber. Where were you, June twenty seventh? Here? No, no, that was July. So I, I saw there was like some photos of you like on the set, like, yeah. and there was an adorable one. One of my favorites was you're sitting in Yoda's house, right? And it's all because Yoda's so By small. The, the table, yeah, it it's all a, your size. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you recall any of that stuff? No, no. Devastating. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I always wonder. You know, some of that stuff must seep in and inform your sensibilities or you know your artwork or whatever mm-hmm. whatever you may do so at least i have the photographs though so <laughs> the one thing that's maybe good that you don't remember is doing that and, and going on set of return of the jedi and and, yeah. and seeing the teddy bears yeah <laughs> is it just totally would have ruined disneyland like that's a hard <laughs> thing for disneyland to live up to they had winnie the pooh but that was it yeah so <laughs> there was not quite the same but uh yeah. Maybe the worst Ewok in history yeah. is Winnie the Pooh. So you don't remember any of the Return of the Jedi stuff? No, no. So I guess you would have been, I guess, three. That's a. Well, not even. So it would have been 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it would have been filming '82 then or late '81. Yeah, well, yeah, if you, so. like if you think the films came out three years apart, yeah, you'd think they were filming three years apart as well. Right. Yeah, I don't. I wish I had a better story, but <laughs> <laughs> you've got photos. There is I've some got w- photos, and I remember you know the more current ones and Phantom Menace, which I was an extra in the the background. So. Hey, don't jump too far ahead, buddy. All right, well, let's go back to. Uh, yeah. I'm still in the eighties. I'll put up a little collage of photos that I found, but oh, there's well. there's some adorable ones of like um, Billy D. Williams in his skiff outfit holding you, yeah, and which uh, I saw him at celebration. Was it Celebration or Star Wars Days? One of the, he was there, so I got a, a photo with him and had him sign the the photograph. I got a current photo with him. So oh, I we thought were you were going to say you like recreated the photo I, and you made him. Lift I you should up. I should have held him. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of uh, bit of back scratching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say you remember seeing Return of the Jedi and Jabba the Heart. Now, like. I'm fascinated with the idea that you're watching this film, one of the biggest films of all time. Right. And it stars your dad. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, there wasn't, there wasn't like an aha moment. That was just, that's how it always was. That was the norm. So, you know, there wasn't a, as I always say though, when we played it, you know, on the playground at school or, or, you know, with the next door neighbors, uh, I always got to be Luke. I I picked him. (laughs) You're Chewy, you're Luke. It's like the the scene in space where they go It's the job of the princess? Yes. Yeah. Well you've got the voice down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I once I and I think I can I think the uh I don't think I'll get grounded now, but I in high school I, I ditched school and called in as him. And said, Oh, I'm sorry, you know, Nathan went home sick early. I was it was Mr. Hamill, I was in a meeting and uh it worked. So <laughs> Don't tell my parents. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> you sound very similar, but surely there would have been some sort of puberty at play at the time. <laughs> well, I was, no, I mean, I was, it would have been like 15 or so, so. Okay. I just lowered it a little bit, you know, how you do, like we, when we would do prank calls, we'd do the same thing, you know, just sound like an adult. So when did you realize that not everyone's dad is in a movie? <sighs> I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Probably pretty early on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, like the fact that you were playing Star Wars. Right. That would be like me playing chef. <laughs> I'm the chef, just like my dad. Yeah. It never like it hit you. just like, oh, this is... We-. Like when you found out what like other kids' dads did. Well, yeah, I knew it wasn't... But it, it wasn't weird. It wasn't necessarily... I, I didn't go, oh, this is this is normal. I... I thought it was cool because I, you know, it's, it was sort of made for, you know, young, you know, it it appealed to me. So it was one of those things Mm. where, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. So it's lucky. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like you could have been rebellious and really gotten into Star Trek or something. Right. There you go. That would have shown him. No, we're not, we weren't allowed to watch Star Trek. (laughs) Nothing else with the word star in it. No Star Search, no Starlight Express. Eventually, you know, Star Jones. Have oh. you ever seen Starlight Express? I think we actually did see that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I have to say, it's competitive, but that is my favorite roller skating musical. <laughs> well, did you ever see the uh, the Get a Life episode where they parodied, it was a little bit of Cats and a little bit of 
Starlight Express or uh, yeah, Starlight Express, and it was called Zoo Animals on Wheels. <laughs> I think it was by Andrew Todd Keller or something like that. They just switched it up. No, I haven't seen that it's one. It's fantastic. It just I love bad you know, parody. It's bad theater is always always fun. I um, I've been meaning to go back and because I just hear that get a life spoken about in such like reverent yeah terms yeah I saw you got a Chris Elliott little picture yep yep no it's uh if I had to choose that would probably be my favorite show ever you know for a while you know and it's still you know up there would be you know it was between that and the Simpsons sort of yeah but get a life uh it was just such a strange show and so surreal and I mean he died in a lot of the episodes giant boulder would fall on him or he'd get shot and there's a big hole in his stomach and it was just it was insane you know so yeah i've always been a chris elliott fan the continuity sounds horrible yeah right (laughs) and they just throw it away you know and it's just no big they rip his head off and one they start playing soccer with it he doesn't like do a darth maul and come back with like robot legs next episode (laughs) they didn't have the budget okay (laughs) i don't think i'll be able to watch it now i'm a sucker for continuity i like (laughs) things to match up it's very upsetting um, it's oh. it's uh, it's stupid. It's smart, stupid humor. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, and they had you know Charlie Kaufman wrote on uh, some of it. Oh, really? Uh, Bob Odenkirk from Mr. Show. Um, just yeah, great, great show. They have jokes like, uh, "Hey Gus, what's that word that rhymes with normal and starts with an N?" I just go, "What? What's the answer to that?" Normal. <laughs> it's just the character's an idiot. <laughs> Just trying to think. <laughs> so on this week of Get a Life podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your dad tells a story at panels and stuff about all the toys that got delivered to the house. Yeah, yeah. You thought I don't know if it if it's you, your first word was Kenner or you thought the Kenner was what toys were or yeah. No, he jokes that my uh, first word was Kenner, but I recognized that blue lettering on those. You know those cardboard boxes, and he's like, "How can I say no?" It's like a two or three year old kid. So, uh, yeah, we open them all, as you should. I believe you should open your toys, you know, or buy two, save one, and all right. Well, let's. We've got a big night ahead of us opening up all these toys, buddy. <laughs> I take it back. That that Pee Wee Herman's getting busted out. Um, I saw you had most a, of them. Most of them. you had a vintage R two D two with sensor scope in there. <laughs> Crack it open. Don't, so, don't describe everything. I'm going to get robbed. <laughs> they won't be able to get up here because the elevator's broken. That's true. That's true. Bring your giant thumbs, you guys. <laughs> Bring your giant thumbs. So so you would like recognize the font on the box and know I, that's... I caught on pretty quickly. That's where the good stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty rad. <laughs> How much stuff? Oh man, I I think they're I think it was they sent Luke stuff. They sent other things, but I think it was like you know, for a while it was like they would send one of every Luke item. Mm-hmm. Um I think it eventually stopped because they're, you know, they, my parents ran out of room. There's, you know, it, it died down in the 80s, right? You remember with the merchandising mm-hmm. then it came back slowly and now it's full force, you know. No pun intended. <laughs> It's not bad though. So, um, so that's pretty bad adventures though. Like you've just got all the different Lukes, just <laughs> yeah. looking. Like, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. have to like paint one black to be well, Darth Vader or something. I, I, 
I, I wonder if it must most of it must be in the in storage because you can see in there it was not that's mostly the newer Star Wars stuff. I I have I have a Luke and Leia head that I I think I chewed off. They were I still have those, but not a not an extensive collection. If it's if we if we did get you know as much as I'm uh, inferring, but yeah. But do you actually recall the boxes turning up? Um. Yeah, yeah. Later on, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, because like I said, when they started to bring more stuff out, I was I was all over it. You know? Yeah, they when they started doing it, like it was in early nineties. Yeah. Oh, so it started. They started sending them again in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was I was all over it definitely. So that means like in about ninety four, you would have got sent like a Luke Skywalker Bendem. Oh yeah, possibly the worst. The, the He Man Luke, yeah. Oh no, no, just, there was like Gumby ones no, before read, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you impressed? Like, how old you would have been? Like eighteen or something then? Uh, a little younger, like yeah. ninety. Uh, yeah, probably seventh, eighth, ninth grade around then. Yeah. Were you impressed with how much like your dad had worked out? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> he was buff, man. He looked like he did on that first poster. Yeah. Oh, that's true, that. Yeah. True, that. In the films, we always talk about this. What is, like, when you watched it, and again, you might have, you know, a different answer than most or for a different reason, but, like, who was your character that you, like, related with and was your favorite character? Oh, um, I've always liked R2. So, you know, uh, yeah, he's always, you know, BB-8's nice too, but you know he's no R two. That was I wanted more R two in this this last one. So, well, you couldn't have had much less. Yeah, that's true. Mm. He was in a coma the whole time, <laughs> um, which is weird that he was in a coma because normally in movies when people are in a coma they make a beeping noise, right. and because he was in a coma, he made no beeping noise. Exactly. It's very weird. I've never thought about that before, <laughs> but that's an interesting. Uh, just reversal of um, but R two's great. Like everyone needs a friend, an R two D two friend. Yeah, like like I've got one where it's just like like if you like a like need something done, like a like a like like a check in. I've got a friend that like yeah, I was running late for a plane and I had to check in to ensure they wouldn't take off without me. So you're running around. You had him do it. Oh no! It's actually it's my friend Kate, and okay. I'd be like, I'd be like, "Can you please do this?" And and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She's yeah. like that 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 person that you can always depend on. Yeah, selfless. Yeah, and we'll sit in the back of your spaceship and chat to you all day. <laughs> what about um, what, what's your favorite scene in Star Wars? The original or any? Any. Oh, um. I always like the scene where the droids get to Jabba's palace because I could kind of relate to C-3PO how like because as a kid that's sort of a not scary scene but it's intimidating they go up to the big door and that you know the the gatekeeper guy comes out um, you kind of want them to turn around a little bit mm. okay I guess they're not going to let us in yeah go 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 don't go in there don't go in there yeah 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 so you know it's it was you know it's like these uh these moments that you know it was too young to watch horror movies like that's the closest you'd get that mm-hmm. and you know large marge from peewee's peewee's big adventure <laughs> like the yeah it's kind of like when your ball goes into the neighbor's yard and maybe you're a bit scared and you knock on the door and it's like they don't still answer it's like oh that's it with the ball you want the ball back but if they don't answer you're yeah you don't have to deal with it yeah. i always found I remember watching it the first time 
and kind of agreeing with C-3PO of just like, we should go home or when he was tripping out that like Luke Skywalker had like given the droids. Yeah. And yeah. when he said, I remember distinctly... When no one s- filled him in on the plan. Yeah. He's the only one in the dark. When he said, you're playing the wrong message, I'm like, I was shocked. I was like, what? why would R2 play the wrong message? Right. That's not very they R2. Did that, they did that in secret. Yeah. They had a... They, here's one for th- for three PO's benefit, uh, you know. And, okay, R two, let's do the real one now. Yeah. What do you reckon the other one was? Uh, All right, thanks. We are definitely not giving you these yeah, two droids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oil bath for all. And, yeah. <laughs> and we, we, what's your favorite movie out of all of them? Um, you know, it's it's like most people. You know, it's uh, probably Empire, but. It be it would be between Empire and the first one. Um, there's something you know something so interesting about the first one because it really does feel like it's just like taped together. You know, it's like this. It just kind of it's a very indie feel, which is strange, but it's just like there's something very um, I don't know, um, just inventive and you know, if it, it was so fresh, you know, mm. the, the that it was ru- it was rough around the edges, you know. Yeah, I think like the Tatooine scenes in particular, they were so lo-fi. Right. They, yeah. Like they weren't, like in The Phantom Menace, like when they go to Coruscant, it's so spectacular mm-hmm. where you're just like, this is fantastic. Yeah. But on Tatooine, it was like, oh, this is in space in the shittiest town ever. Yeah. And it was a lot of kids growing up that lived in their own version of the shittiest town ever. I hear that. Right. Like... And, you know, it's been, you know, discussed before, but it was that lived-in world, which mm. was was Logan's Run and all these shiny sci-fi movies, you know, before. But to see the... I think that's had a major, uh, major impact on, like, on, on a lot of the genre stuff now. And, and, and since, I mean. Yeah, I think, like, in the prequels, because it was in the universe, it was, like, peacetime. Right. So And everything's a lot more shiny and stuff i think yeah. that was something that a lot of fans like a separation from this ain't my star wars right like yeah that ship's yeah. shiny what's up with that yeah like without well, i mean that one the, the naboo thing i think that was like a real flash gordon thing which was mm. you know sort of the basis for all of this what about background characters that's a good one i always liked hammerhead or momon nadon <laughs> um it's a good question so many to choose from. I like that he's so different. Like when, like Hasbro brought out like a more realistic looking one. Yeah. It looks so wrong. Right. Because you were used to him. You were sort of like, like a slinky basketball player right. almost. Yeah. Like he was quite lean. He was trim. Yeah. And and the thing is, we we don't really see, he's sitting down. We don't really see what he could, yeah, he could have been 400 pounds really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he was quite like it's funny those original Kenner figures when you analyze what they're wearing, it's like 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 Hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's a lean, tall dude, and it's like he's got a blue, like one piece swimsuit on yeah. or something. <laughs> like because he doesn't have pants. Yeah, it's it very strange. It was a wild time in the toy shop in the late seventies. It was Colin Walrus Man. Like you know, I'm sure. I bet that was just what they called him on on set, right? Or, or is that, or that could have just been Kenner going, 
I don't know. Call him. Ooh. We've got a hammerhead. We've got a hammerhead shark guy. This guy's a walrus man. And well, that was the thing with those can of figures. They were all kind of intergalactic racial slurs, <laughs> like hammerhead, squid head, right, prune like, face. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a yak f- yak face. That's yeah. offensive shit, man. <laughs> like you wouldn't be able to get away with that now. Yeah, maybe down in the south. <laughs> We're in LA. This is a progressive place. You call him Momanadon or whatever his correct name is. Exactly. Greedo got a name. He wasn't just Rodian dude. I guess he had lines though. So, but it was still like because he was a bounty hunter. Yeah, Greedo. I don't reckon that was his birth name. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was, he was really like doomed from the start. Exactly. Exactly. Like Porkins. What was he going to do? Well, Porkins was a brutal one for, you know, George Lucas did not do many favours to the uh, overweight kids on the schoolyard. Do you know what I mean? They just lived down Porkins over a few years. Yeah. And then bang, they get Jabba the Hutt as the new, like, thing And the Rancor Keeper. About. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Rancor Keeper, you've got to respect him just now, for Now, there's a good background character. Well, just that for his once, acting. Just yeah. for his acting. Yeah. They just made you celebrate the death of this girl. I mean, even the whimper, though it is, and then they knock you, knock you over the head with that that scene of him being comforted by his his. Yeah. That I want to I want a standalone movie of, of that guy and his you know where he where he is now all that, or maybe a prequel of how he like birthed the rancor and the baby baby rancor movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and you <laughs> know he's riding it around and teach him how to eat people and stuff like that. <laughs> But that was an amazing little, like, that was such a brilliant little Star Wars moment where you get, like, a 30-second window into another story. Sure, yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. You celebrate that Luke Skywalker killed the Rancor, and you're like, damn, that big monster. Yeah. I mean, but we have to go back to the plan to rescue Han. It was just, it's funny because... When we all saw the movie, it was, oh, no, this is this fun and exciting adventure. Like, now when people have all this time, they just, they pick it apart and go, what exactly was the plan? But it's it's true. All right. You guys go in first. Lando, you've been there for six months to a year, just maybe giving them information. Go in in disguise. Yeah. But whenever you can, Lift pull your mask, mask down. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and expose who you are. Exactly. That you're this quite famous person did the news yeah about the whole bespin thing get out i guess they're they're in the outer rim so maybe they don't they don't have space cnn yeah, but you'd think a guy like lando carizian would have you know he'd have a bit of a rep yeah he's been around playing sabak only millennium falcon yeah we'll come in two at a time all right now leia you go in and just give chewbacca up i don't know what that basically everyone get in place so luke can come in without his lightsaber that's a big call. Yeah. When Luke could have just gone in by himself, just, just go in first. And That's like me coming here without my microphone. Right, right. And just like, going, we'll, we'll wing it. We'll just rig up something to your MacBook. Exactly. It's, it's foolhardy. So, all right, let's work this out. So Lando goes in, implants himself. Yeah. That makes sense. So he could feed them information, let them know when everyone sleeps. and Yeah. Leia comes in, gives up Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Get some sweet cash for it. That's not too bad. 35,000 credits or something. We didn't see her get paid. I don't know if there's like some installment plan or... Do you reckon Jabba used PayPal? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bitcoin. (laughs) Bitcoins would have been... Bit credit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Boba Fett would have been all over the Bitcoin back in the day on on the dark internet. Yeah. 
You ever been to the dark internet? No. I've heard about it. I saw the documentary. <laughs> Is there a documentary on it? Yeah, it was done by Alex Winter. He also did the, the Napster one. He was uh, and Bill from Bill and Ted. Oh, there really? Was one, it was on Netflix for a while about the deep web. Fascinated with the deep web. Yeah. Because the light web, it's pretty good. <laughs> We're yeah. on it now. Yeah. I don't know. I think this internet thing's a fad. I, think, <laughs> I, don't, think, I don't see it going anywhere. All right. So, Leia comes in, gives up Chewbacca, frees Han. Did they think they could get out then? I guess just so he's ready for when, so he's on his feet when Luke gets there, so they could get him out, so they don't have to haul that slab, even though it floated. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would float. That'd be a good thing for Letterman's Will It Float. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> the thing, the, the crucial thing of the plan is, did they go out to the Sarlacc like every two days? If someone just spilled a drink, it's like, let's go to the Sarlacc. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's the punishment. Maybe that's what Lando was there for, to see how often they, they take the uh, Sarlacc trip, how often they do the, the execution. That makes sense. Because maybe he reports back, you know, this job is not such a bad guy. He doesn't kill anyone. So we got to think of a new plan. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting report that would He's not such a bad guy. But now, don't you? Puts on a good party. Great music. I guess it's just that Luke didn't want to go in with the lightsaber because they're in a, a small space and they've got a lot of blasters. He can't, can't take everyone out. So let's go out to this open sand dune, this open area and well, that's one theory pick him off. They just wanted to get him out of his the, comfort zone. Yeah, <laughs> like out of the palace. Then you could strike a little bit harder. But it was a gutsy move not going with the lightsaber. But then here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Had they know that R2 would be assigned... To like, be Bar 2D2? To be like a... Yeah. yeah to be like a Red Bull girl. <laughs> exactly. We've, yeah, he, got, he gets held up with something. He can't be out there at that exact moment. Then... Well, maybe we need a comic where Lando, like, wrecks the old bar droid. Right. Then there's someone just rocks up and it's like, you've got the job. <laughs> you're hired. Have you got George Lucas's phone number? We should ring him and really... You could pretend they, you're your dad and say, there oh, I need answers. <laughs> yeah. Horses. But, like, yeah, just uh, maybe they had a contingency plan. We'll never know. We'll never know. But it's just funny now that something that was just, well, we know the real reason, which is just it's all about the one moment where the lightsaber pops out and you do the flip and that's the first aha moment. Oh, oh, you mean the best moment in film history. Yes. (laughs) That one. That is quite a moment. That must have been really disappointing if you ever, like, as a kid, you're at the diving board with your dad and you're like, do the backflip again. Yeah. Oh, not today. Yeah. Hey, Batman's on. Let's go watch that. <laughs> well, at least now you've got a really fascinating thing to talk about at Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. It's like, hey. All right. Yeah. Do you know what what was the original draft? What was the plan exactly? What was your plan? <laughs> the not- only one that does... See, the Lando thing I get, but just the, uh, the Leia and the Chewbacca thing. Maybe it's bring more people in so then we have more on our side for the battle and the rebels didn't help out at all they were you think that they want to do something to help this was he general at that point or? yeah i think he was but they had they had bigger fish to fry this was sort yeah. of i think I, I felt like that they were going doing what they shouldn't be doing okay they were rebels to in the rebellion they were rebelling against Ooh, double rebel yeah. word score yeah <laughs> wow it almost makes them imperial <laughs> That is strange. I think the R2 getting on, that that's your, that's your big risk. Yeah. 
getting Artu that sweet bartending job. How did they know? Didn't they dismantle the the last story? Oh no, it was the protocol. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is EV? Is it EV ninety nine or? Mm-hmm. What does she say to R2 about, oh, we could use you on the sail bar? There was... It was, I don't know, he got he got some props for being feisty. Right, that's he, true. She looked at his CV and saw some past history of feistiness. <laughs> you want uh, a fi- you, feisty bartender. bartender yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen Tom Gruz's cocktail, but uh, <laughs> I'd love to see R2 get on a bar and recite sorry, a sorry, poem. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Flipping glasses. Or get Elizabeth Shue pregnant. One of the two. <laughs> if it were the if the, the prequels, he would have had gadgets coming out. He would have been flipping, spinning. Uh, this podcast rigs. is over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm decidedly anti-jetpack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think it's just in the moment he just went, oh, it'd be cool. But then it just, yeah, once again, it's like it makes him look like a dick. He could have, like, he pushes, well, maybe he is a little bit, but he, he pushes C-3PO off the sail barge when at that point he could have, what, lift him up and... Sometimes it's just fun to trip over your friend, though. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you got to push your friend into the pool one time. Yeah, I, I'm not a big big uh, R2 Jets fan, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's what being a Star Wars fan is all about. <laughs> Just looking wistfully into the horizon and going, it is what it is. It's officially, it's canon, but, you know, you can you can forget about it. Mm. I, I, I tend to think, you know, it's I have selective, I, I, I do selective canon. I oh. pick and choose what I want to, uh, that's maybe blasphemy, but, you know, I go, eh, that part, eh, we'll forget about that. It it actually exists, but let's mm, that's, that's avert our attention over. Okay, this so what's thing. your what's your biggest? Eh, what's your biggest thing that you've? Oh. The, what the, what doesn't make it into the the nanon? Um, hmm. The nanon. <laughs> oh, good good question. I don't know. You know, the thing is, I, I I'll say this though is I'm I I was glad to hear that they were making all that stuff legends and not because there weren't good stories. I liked the, uh, the Timothy Son books and reading like, what was it? Dark empire. Was it, was it dark empire? It was the, the comic book, the, the Dark Horse cam, comic? the cam Kennedy one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, that stuff was really cool, but I, I, I think I go, it still exists. You can still read it. They're, fun, you know, they're fun stories. Once again, like make that your canon if you, if you want to believe it, but I go, well, they're starting over and the films take precedence. So, Start fresh. That's just more, more uh, stuff to mine. So, hey, you guys! If you want to support the podcast with a few bucks each month, get full access to the full-length interviews of our entire back catalogue, along with bonus Q and A eps and bi-weekly episodes of Gonk Droids Trash Compactor. And best of all, never get your podcast interrupted with this sort of promo ever again. Join the Steel Wars supporter page. For just $3 Australian, which is about $2.20 American, you can help the podcast keep being produced each and every week for you. You will get access to a supporter-exclusive RSS feed that will bring you ad-free podcasts as well as all the bonus content directly onto your podcatcher of choice and listen with the warm glow that you're chipping in a few bucks to keep us going. All the details are on steelwars.com. 
does it shock you how passionate some people are about like it's like like it's it's like star- militant it's Star Wars and I found like if I ever tweet anything about video games I immediately if I write something about Zelda good or bad people are on it like some video game fans are very very uh uh very serious about their uh their love of of their yeah but you know it's uh everyone's got a got a voice now and everyone's shouting as loud as they can so. yeah i always find like like it's fun to be super opinionated yeah but but it should be in this should be this all should be in good fun right yeah it's, it's like a, it's, it's when you're when you're going as hard as actual real issues in the world where yeah. people are like living and dying yeah. when you're when you're as passionate about that it's just like ooh, you there's a park you should find a park and go yeah. for a walk and oh can i play pokemon go there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll get outside all right you may have co-opted my uh advice there my great advice i haven't have you have you gotten into the pokemon go i haven't jackie's all about it yeah and she's Pokemon going probably as we speak. But I'm a fan of it existing. And sure. I, I love reading articles about, you know, like how it's like getting people out of the house. And there was a yeah. really cool story about, I think, like a um, a vet from, you know, who had been in like the Gulf War or something and yeah. hadn't left the house. And then somehow this got him out of the house. Like I yeah. love those stories... And just seeing, I I just find it fascinating to see story like pictures of two hundred people in a park, all staring at their phones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I just it's, with something like that, people get so cynical about it. But I'm just like, well, they they could be at home, watch you know, playing a video game. They're out. Like it's sort of like a little adventure game. And yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's. I don't see anything. Uh, I. Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's fun. It's uh, I haven't I haven't gotten into it. I downloaded it. I still haven't deleted it. But I think I got two when I went. Oh, there's one over there. I have to walk over there. Yeah. So, but no, I've you know, we'll just you know, I'll hang out with friends. We'll we'll get drinks, and they're like, I'm at level 19. Well, I'm at this. Like, hey, let's go outside. You know, people are uh, level 19 is pretty. It's good. It's the new smoke break. Well, let's go outside. There's a Pokemon. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just I like yeah I'm. I'm I, I'm glad it exists. I, I find it exciting. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm a huge Nintendo fan, as you can see from the uh, well, the coffee table and all the amiibo and stuff. Um, I, I should point out for people listening, Nathan doesn't have framed pictures of his family. He's got a framed <laughs> Zelda cartridge and a framed Nintendo That's controller. True. That's true. Is that what, is that mummy and my daddy? favorite siblings? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a yeah a huge huge Nintendo fan. So anything that you know is, uh, you know they they've they've not had the bat the the best uh, last couple of years. So it's good to see uh, them get a little uh, little bump in stock. My friends they record this podcast called Hey Fam, and it's sort of like pop culture, and they talk about video games, and they're very passionate about their Nintendo. Yeah, and they do seem quite distraught I- with. Are they Nintendo fanboys? Are they? Because that I see that's the thing. While I prefer them, I don't. The people seem like you have to pick one side. It's you're either Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft. And it's like wherever the good games are is really what it comes down to. And for me, it was I just I never uh, I never got 
I didn't get a PlayStation until later on, like PlayStation three. So I never grew up with those games. So for me, it's the you know it's the the Metroids and the Zeldas and and the Mario's. It's like wherever those games are, I'm going to be. Um, but I, I don't you know I don't see the point in going. Well, you know, uh, screw Microsoft or this is like no, I like Halo. I just don't happen to have the latest machine I can play it on. Yeah, but fans love sides. You know, like it's it's tri- it's, a, it's, it's tribalism. You know, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's the new form. It's like this weird thing of. Like, uh, like even with Star Wars, when it was it's like, their sport, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. their team, and it's like there's some sort of form of, like, for some people, self worth placed on, like, like I know fans that they were desperate for Star Wars to beat Avatar at the box office, right? And it's just like, why? Like, yeah. well, I mean, even I, it would have been, it would have been fun, it would have been kind of cool, but why? It's, it's you know, it's just a number. I don't know. They, I, my thing was just like. Just make a ton of money so you can keep making films. Yeah. And have the film be good. Yeah. We'll see now how Avatar 2 through 12, the new ones that are coming out, we'll see if that can uh, recapture the... Because uh... that's the one thing is it's with with, uh, with Avatar. You know, I went and saw it and it was, it, was, it was good. It was fine, but it didn't really stick with me. I think that's... I've heard other people say that. It's not one of those... I don't think it really, you know... Um, Cap, or it didn't really, you know, embed itself in pop culture. I think the same as you know some, yeah, some other. Uh, it was more movies. the experience yeah. of like having that three D, like world and stuff. Yeah, but I've got no. Like, yeah, I'm not gagging. Well, I mean, just like the way that you know, for another like uh, Cameron series, like the like Terminator is, you know, you can make. You can make a Terminator reference, and most people—well, not most, maybe most of the people I hang out with—will mm. get it. You know, where it never really—you know, no, one, no one's quoting Avatar anymore or ever, or ever, yeah. But the thing, like, because people sort of like poo-poo it, and like, I don't have any need to see an Avatar sequel. I will go see it out of curiosity sure. because, like, the first one was so visually spectacular. I go if you want to spend two hundred million dollars. I'll I'll give you fifteen. I'll check it out. <laughs> go go make your yeah. I'll I'll go see it. <laughs> Crowdfunding the yeah. old school way. Um, Not the same with Transformers though. I I, I enjoyed the first one, but I, I haven't I haven't seen any of the, the other ones. I got just I got too thrashed about. Like I was just like with which with oh I just I felt like I went. I think I saw the first three, and I'm like, this one will be good. Yeah, but when that beam turned like a like a like a some soda machine into a Decepticon. I was like, "Was that the first one?" Yeah, I was like, "How does this? How does this the work?" The Mountain Dew, the Mountain Dew, yeah, yeah. monster, yeah. <laughs> like, like I never thought that there was magic in Transformers, right? Yeah, I, but there's magic in voluptuous breasts. <laughs> They're the two big things in the new Transformers. Um, so was it like? It seems like you had. You know, to have your dad play Luke Skywalker, your friends have got your dad on the end of their toothbrushes right. and stuff like that. And it seems like the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, the old schoolyard thing of like, my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> they would have he had wouldn't to have beat been... him up. He would, he would go into the house. You'd have a lightsaber hidden in a... <laughs> Wouldn't you know? It would be there would be an elaborate plan that's not quite clear until it yeah. all comes together. 
My my dad will kill your dad after a, a six month concocted plan and some embedding and yeah. got to call up Billy D. Williams yeah. for this and <laughs> it's tough. But eventually he'll do it. Was there ever like a negative side of it? You know, um, when you're like, you know, seventeen or something and that seems to be you know, even for a normal fan, like when they're leased into No, I don't I don't think I ever Yeah, I don't think there's a point where I was ever uh sick of it or, or anything. Um I like everyone was really excited when it was like ninety two when they brought out those tops, the galaxy cards. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, and then later on, I was so thrilled. I was, uh, I did um, ended up doing three cards for them. But when I got a chance to do one of the base cards for that, I was just like, I have them all in, you know, in the in the sleeves there, and to be able to have the first three series, and then the fourth one came out what fifteen plus years later to put my own card in there. That was uh, that was pretty cool. It took me back to being twelve. So, and is your picture of Luke and Yoda? Oh, that was a that was a print done for um, StarWars.com. Uh, what did I do for the tops? I did a uh, an Ewok that was like a King Kong size Ewok on uh, a building being attacked by Tie Fighters and holding C three PO. He was the the uh, the Fey Ray. And uh, well, and everyone listening, my face is lit up imagining <laughs> this picture. We're gonna have to find this card. That sounds. I'm a. Big, I may have an extra one. I'm a big Ewok guy. Yeah. So. Um, I uh, when, I just don't think Wicket gets his due. Yeah, so I interviewed a guy from Tops at, at Comic Con, and I was telling him that you know during that card boom, that was sort of led by, you know, like the Jordan cards and stuff. Yeah. But, and it was during the the total drought of Star Wars product, and they brought out the Star Wars Galaxy cards, which were like artists' sort of reinterpretations, the new visions. Yeah. 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 And it was just like I sort of no interest in swap cards but it was like there is something new yeah there is star wars product this is i have to buy it and i grew up in this little town which is about an hour and a half out of melbourne and we had the the boom sustained three different trading card shops like hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, no, we had a McDonald's by then. But John, I mean, that's right. a, that's that's how popular trading cards were at the time, and yeah, the Star Wars Galaxy cards were just. Well, did you ever get into the Marvel ones where they had like they had their stats on the back? Oh no, it was great because uh, yeah, you, to this day I'm like Spider Man can lift two thousand pounds, you know, like it's, <laughs> they those were my baseball cards. We'd be trading them, you know, uh, but they had yeah their their. Intelligence, uh, intelligence, strength, uh, endurance, um, all this. There's stats on the back, I and mean, it was it was great. It was, like I, I star sign, no, <laughs> but I read those cards more than I did comics. Like that was that was all about those. Those were you should check them out. 
Where'd you just say com- I should have recommended it earlier. You're just a comic con. So your card came out 15 years later. They had a big break. <sighs> yeah. I, well, I, let's see. I, I think it was 2008. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, a decade or so later. But, um, yeah. And I ended up doing two others for them. Uh, 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 in addition to um, sketch cards, which the, uh, the biggest one was... Uh, I think I did a batch of a hundred sketch cards. That was a uh, hunkered down in my apartment and watched, you know, Netflix for you know for a good good amount of time on those. So explain. Look, I pres- I think I know what a sketch card is. Whereas an artist gets blank cards. Yeah, and and you actually draw a hundred so, different pictures. Yeah, so the, it has like the little you know border on it. And it's got this the Star Wars logo, and on the back it says there's this you know one of one sketch card. And then they'll just randomly put them into packs of cards. Does it have your name on the back? Um, no, I think no. You just you just do your signature. So you know people have to know what NH is because I just do a little you know. That's such a bummer because how good would it be to flip the back and find out how much you can lift? Right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, Nathan can lift twenty-four beers. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, well, that's all, so. What sort of like art? Like, was it a painting or uh, like how did you for, like how did for you which, draw for the, the base cards or like the wicket one? Um, pen and ink, and then yeah, sketch it out in pencil, then you know, uh, ink it. And then uh, scan it and color in Photoshop and render okay. it and do all that stuff. What other sort of stuff have you done like that? Um, what do you mean, like um, like like uh, like art? Have you ever done a comic or anything like that? No, no, I've done you know prints and posters for various art shows, um, uh, you know, around LA and, uh, but uh, yeah, no comics. I did, yeah, do did a cartoon. Do you want to make a comic? Uh, maybe. Come on, let's go. <laughs> what cartoon did you make? Uh, it was called Weasel Town. Um, not to be confused with the uh, the Frozen movie. What we did, uh, it was for YouTube. It was like their first original content. It was 2012. Um, so we did 10 three-minute episodes. I did with uh, uh, Eric Filipkowski. So he wrote it, and we both created it. And it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's still up on, on YouTube, so check it out. Uh, Weasel Town. YouTube, the home of content. Yes. That's where all the best content is, apparently. <laughs> Episode one comes along. Yes. And there's no Mark Hamill. But there's a bit of sweet Nathan Hamill. <laughs> That's right. Uh yeah, I was I I asked my mom, I went, Can I so can you get me over there? It was summer of ninety seven. And yeah, it was just a, I asked my uh, mom the same thing, she's told me shut up. Yeah. <laughs> She said, call Nathan's mom. Um, She's but yeah. Buy, buy some more swap cards. Yeah. But we, uh, yeah, I went over there and uh, uh, was just a an extra. It was a background character. And uh, yeah, there's been some speculation as to, uh, I think some people thought I was a pod race spectator and I've heard uh, Nabu guard, but I was just, I was a Nabu civilian. I mean, one shot, I can't, if anyone can find me, please let me know. But I was uh, in one shot where the battle droids are marching everyone across that uh, the palace. Oh, the, the plaza thing? Yeah, yeah. And because I saw you've got... Did you have like a like an 8 by 10 of you in the outfit? Yeah, I don't know. Someone started printing those up. I, I don't know. I, I get, get those every once in a while. <laughs> and, 
to sign, but uh, you're so fresh faced. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what was that? Like? It's all scruffy looking. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like to be on the set of this like it was, new Star Wars film? It was cool. I mean, um, it's funny. I was just remembering this that there was. I mean, now in the the uh, the new one, you know, everything is so secretive that you know. Uh, you have to have credentials to have even have a sketchbook. Forget a camera. I mean, that's you know. But back then, for uh, episode one, I just remember I had my sketchbook and I'm just, you know, just doodling, doodling the uh, Nabu fighter. You know, it was just, it was just interesting that that was a hugely anticipated movie, and it was just, you know, I think it's before the internet. It's like, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a sketch. What's he gonna do with it? Even though it's '97, the internet's you know around yeah like it was not it wasn't no one said anything yeah it's like like there, there it was the sort of the beginning of the fan internet because i know i used to go to like the force.net yeah and they do the thing for the spoilers it'd be in white and you'd highlight the, yep, yep, the text yep. to like that was like you sort of little scratch and sniff sort yeah. of deal <laughs> but um you know even if you were sketching stuff it's like well how's he How's he even going to get that into a computer? Exactly. Yeah. Like, so what did you see? Like what scenes did you get? Remember seeing getting filmed and stuff? Um, I saw the the Darth Maul. The uh, when they opened up the uh, the doors. And oh, the classic there. shot. Yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah, uh, Jake Lloyd's in the the cockpit. The you know, Anakin, you stay there. Or whatever the whatever the, the line uh, was, stay in the cockpit. Uh, but no, I just remember get driving in the first day and seeing one of those battle tanks on the lawn, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is pretty cool." <laughs> yeah. And what was the vibe like on like? We, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone that was on the set of like I've you know like because each each trilogy each trilogy right? I think I've made it on to, been on the set of the original, the prequels. And oh the yeah, new ones. I yeah. didn't even think about that. But yeah. I've spoken to a lot of people. I miss out on Rogue One. Oh no, that's not true. I. I it was near the set for Rogue One. So, all right, I made it. I got to keep this up. Hey, we've all been near sets. So yeah. Like, <laughs> nastily. Um, but yeah, I've spoke to tons of people that are on episode uh, two and three because they were filmed in Australia. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone about like what was the vibe like on set. You know, because we see a lot of the documentaries, especially now with people like, you know, it's like, fan, you know, kid, you know, kids that have grown up and have gotten into the business because of the films. Right. But, like, was there an energy and excitement that you recall? Um, No, but, I mean, I, I really hadn't, you know, been... I guess I was on a bit on set here and there, you know, uh, uh, when my dad was doing stuff growing up, but, like, uh, Slipstream, I that was fun. Cause I, I forget where they shot that, but it was these beautiful... Uh, I think it was Ireland. I think it was Northern England. Anyhow... It seemed it seemed very it seemed normal not normal but it didn't seem particularly you know tense or it was just you know for a lot of people, it's just a job you know mm. people on set you know so do you think it's different to like when you're on the set of episode seven is it a different feel um yeah I mean I guess I guess with that one um maybe I did yeah I think I had more access you know is I was just by myself for episode one. So I guess I didn't get, I didn't really get a tour or anything. So mm. I'm trying to remember there was the, the Nabu hangar bay. I think I saw Watto or Watto, um, Anakin's home or his room. And, and yeah, and that, like you said, the, the big, um, the plaza, mm-hmm. but I don't, 
and that's the thing. I mean, so much of it was blue screen. There, you know, I'm not going to be on Coruscant or. Mm-hmm. So those are. I only remember those scenes because, yeah, I guess if you think about it, the rest of it is digital. Yeah. Except for the ships, right? In the cockpits and whatnot. What do you remember about Jake Lloyd on the set? We were just talking about, you know, toys and stuff. He, he was nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he would have been, what, he was like nine at the time? But yeah, he's like, oh, I have I have this toy, I have that toy. I'm like, oh, yeah, give me a few. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was nice, yeah. It's pretty sick. Um, so how did you find out that there was going to be a Star Wars Episode Seven? Um yeah, I just I was at I was at work. It was, I remember it was about noon. This is like the uh, the nerdy. This is like the the JFK. Like, where were you? Like, you know, that moment. Um, but yeah, just from the internet. I think like everyone at the office just started saying, not only did Disney buy Star Wars, we're going to hit you with, and they're doing three more movies. So, so you didn't get the inside word. No, I, my dad called me later, and he's like, "Yeah, so here's you know this." But yeah, here. It, the 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 secrets are it's it's a real thing you gotta yeah you can't even tell your own flesh and blood <laughs> no it was you know, it was uh it was fun it was exciting yeah and oh and once again the internet freaked out Disney's gonna re- it's like just relax you know and I, it seems to be working fine so far right mm. well well that I think people had this thing of just like it's Disney. They just saw the brand, you know, like yeah. Disney, Disney, Disney. Yeah. And they people just jumped to such reactions like, you know, like the, like the Marvel films. Are, they're pretty body great. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not like well, a deep Marvel fan. Like, I don't know how much st- Spider-Man... How, much, how many can lift? You don't remember? I just told you. I think but no, 200 pounds. <laughs> higher. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that with... With both of them, it seems like they they are not hands off, but they let the people who the creative people know what they're doing. Same with you know, even with Pixar, they could have you know said you're ours now and we're we're taking over. It's like no no no, we're we we can tell you what to do if we really want to, but we'll you know we'll respect your decisions and let you guys run with it well, somewhat. Yeah, that's interesting. I was reading an interview with Bob Iger, like in one of like Variety or you know one of those papers. And he was saying that the, they sort of bought Pixar and they took, they copied sort of their working yeah, environment yeah, rather for than their the animated way around. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just a heads up that our now world famous asterisk, Your Snoke Theory Sucks, and the Have You Seen Him stickers and t shirts are now available from the Steel Wars merch store. You can get a 10-pack of stickers for just $5 Australian, which is under $4 American. It helps support the podcast, and you also get instantly 10 bonus supporter-exclusive episodes handpicked by little old me. Check it out at SteelWars.com. When did you work out or find out that your dad wasn't going to say anything. Oh, um, I never read the script, but um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what I found out. Because you know, it's God. When did they they shot that summer fourteen? So probably early in earlier that year. Yeah. What did you? Th- what was your immediate reaction to that? Well, I just wanted to know. It's like it all. It all uh, depends on how. 
the rest of the movie leads up to that. So I, when I was, you know, kept in the dark uh, on, on that, I think I probably could have, you know, really elbowed him. Like, Come on, let me, let me read it. But I wanted to keep, you know, keep it as a surprise. Um, so for the most part, it was just being on set and sort of piecing things together, you know, through, through osmosis. If you know enough about star Wars, you can kind of see a prop and go, well, that means that mm-hmm. this, that, the other, you sort of, you know, you absorb the whole thing. So, um, I think I knew the broad strokes and then, you know, going on, we, we uh, just like going on websites, we just like, Hey dad, when are you filming your scenes again? Like, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, and I'll go to these, the star Wars blogs and just, you know, see, uh, what they're saying, you know, so there's some rumors where, and I didn't know for a fact, but I go, Oh, that sounds, that sounds about right. You know, the other thing, and I, you know, I was talking to, to, um, Ryan Johnson about this is, you know, even if, if something were to leak that and there's, and there's so much stuff that leaks, it's not true. Then there's the stuff that leaks. It is, but even with that stuff that gets out there, it's like, what's, this is such a small segment the people that are, uh, going to the blogs and reading it. It's really not going to spoil it for mm. for the general, you know, general audience. So we're talking a bit about your art before, and tell us about your your figures that you do. Oh yeah, um, I design um, vinyl figures um, with uh, mostly. I've been working with a company um, done the last three or now soon to be four releases with. Um, Anyhow, with a, a company called 3D Retro. So, um, yeah, it's um, I guess they're I guess they're they're somewhat known, but I think it's still something. It, they're not. It's they're basically toys that they're like uh, uh, art toys or collectible toys you wouldn't get at Toys R Us. They're 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 limited. Um, they're um, so which you know they're they cost a bit more because we're making less of them. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it was just a good marriage of, you know, the illustration I do and I've always been a toy fan. So it's just, it was, yeah, just sort of came together and, you know, uh, nicely. So I'm doing that for a few years now. And there's a couple of like characters and stuff. They have like, they have like backstories. Like, is there like a world? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not really on the box. The box is mostly artwork, but like when we release something, I'll I'll, I'll have a, a little, a few paragraphs about mm-hmm. their backstory. But which yeah. one can lift the most? <laughs> that's the that's the the upcoming Spider Ham uh, <laughs> vinyl collectible. Have you ever done like like a sort of like a Star Wars related vinyl toy? Uh, no, no, it's uh, it's. That's it's tough. It's tough to do that. I I did try to get the license at one point, but um, you know they they you know they don't want you stepping on. They don't want to step on the toes of of you know Hasbro and I mean they there's as you know there's plenty of Star Wars figures out there. So I don't you know it's it's hard to get get your foot in the door with with that stuff. But I've always wanted to do a if I had one character uh, to do, I'd do a Chewbacca. You know that would be a, a fun one to design. So, what's maybe a, one day. What's it like seeing Chewbacca on the set? Because that's like one of the like it's a fantastic image, but it's also a practical. Like it's it's one thing that you can actually look and go, "There's Chewbacca." Yeah. Well, well, it's you no, know, it's it's weird too because you're you're, uh, 
you know, you're talking to the guy before, you know, um, it's a really nice guy, Jonas, you know, you're, you're talking to him and then, then he gets made up and then you're, you know, it's him in there, but it's also sort of like just staring into a Wookiee's eyes. You mm. know, it's a very, it's a strange, uh, strange sensation. But. Cause I even, you know, I'll be at Disneyland and you just know it's like some 20 year old in a suit. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, everyone. Yeah. But you see Mickey Mouse and you're just like, <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. Like, I think I might go get a photo with him and, yeah. right, yeah. And, and, and be a bit like, hi, Mickey. Well, I guess that's a little stranger, though, than like when you, you know, see, um, you know, Cruella DeVille or something when it's a, just a human in, in makeup. You know? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. So. Yeah, I never buy it during. Like, I never buy the Tinkerbell or whatever on the yeah. on the, on the float. Yeah, but if you put a giant like mouse head on, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I believe it. it's real. Yeah. So you're on the set of episode seven. Yeah. Well, what's like like a definitive memory of something oh. where you were just like, wow, I just saw that BB-8 rolling up because I, you know, it wasn't like I didn't see the concept art or anything. It was just. Oh, and we have this thing, and it's rolling up, and it it works. Um, uh, yeah, all the creature stuff, the props was really cool. Um, but uh, did you get to stroll the falcon? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we got into the uh, into the cockpit there. We took a picture of it was my dad, my brother, and I of us at the the chess table. I had brought over Lava Bear, which is a vinyl toy I did, and had him picking up Octopup, which is another mm-hmm. little vinyl, uh, you know, kind of recreating the the chess battle. So it was fun. And, you know, of course, we'll take it on our camera and we'll email you in about a year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah, you're not, yeah, we can't, you know, and I get it because now, you know, if you took a picture and even if they trust you, you know, with the, with the cloud and everything, you know, it's like... Hate the cloud. They're... Uh, Hate the cloud, but yeah, I think that they, uh, you know, at this point, it's like the uh, all the c- nude celebrity pictures. It's like there's probably an equal or more, you know, e- yeah, equal amount of interest in. So what you're saying the, is, was that Lucasfilm took all your naked photos, naked photos and put them and they're, gonna, and they're gonna send you it? Yeah, a year and a yeah, half. They're gonna leak it to the cloud. <laughs> this is it's a saucy photo of me in the On Falcon the, cockpit. Yeah, <laughs> new meaning to the word cockpit. Have you got your photo though? Did they send yeah. it? Yeah, They're that so organized. I got that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was sent over, and I was like, okay. Right after the movie came out, I'm like, now I'm posting this. Let's do it. Did you go to the premiere? Yeah. What was that like? It was cool. Um, yeah, it was. I, I'd never seen uh, anything like that, where they, you know, they blocked off the the, the streets and just the this crazy line to go. You know, you went through. It was a good a good feeling though. All the security you went through, all these you know checkpoints and everything, and uh, it was you know it was pretty incredible. But um, best part of the night was I'm walking past, I see my sister, and she's talking to Andy Circus, and I just was like, okay, I gotta say hello. And he, uh, you know, he, he he said he said hello back. And we started talking. And I went, oh, can I? I got it. Can we get a picture? Give my friend the phone, and. Um, I start pretending that I'm holding up, you know, the ring and he was kind of, he wasn't sure what I was doing because I was just, you know, I didn't have one. I was just pantomiming it. And then he goes, hold on. And he starts to take off his wedding ring. So we got a picture of him holding the ring and me about to put my finger in it. We're both, you know, 
staring at it maniacally and i was like that was i was like that star wars movie was pretty good but that that be that was the best thing of the night yeah well when you were on your way there you had no idea you were about to marry andy so exactly exactly so that'll be my that'll be my facebook picture from now until then the next social media site that we all join <laughs> we're, we're, going, we're going back to myspace everyone come on <laughs> ashton said so ashton said so um we in the room, like we were in the cinema where they gave the standing ovation for George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like I don't know if you've like met him many times, but I watching because they had a live stream of the premiere. Yeah, and they sort of had a camera on him for a while, and he wouldn't have known the camera was on him. Sure, he just seemed like he was tripping out. It's finally a, sinking a bit too in. Much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well. I don't. Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't really get a sense of it. He was. He was sitting behind us. I don't like to, you know, rubberneck and, you know, and try, that's the one thing I, I, I'm always annoyed at premieres is you know the people that get in there early. They've just got their head turned, just just watching, you know, for people to come in. It's like just relax and just, just sit and wait for the movie to start. It's just you know. Well, go. Hey, hey, go easy. Not everyone has <laughs> Christmas dinner with Luke Skywalker, buddy. <laughs> It's exciting for the the other people. All right, I, I I get where you're coming from, but if I was in that Star Wars premiere room, I'd be. I'm jaded, I guess. I'd be glaring around. <laughs> I'd be doing the old Masters of the Universe mecha neck sort of deal. <laughs> Fascinated with that moment where he sort of got. Yeah, it was nice. It was yeah, it was a cool moment to. Uh... Yeah, he and uh, and you know you got you have Spielberg next to him, you know, giving him you know. Giving him his due. So that was cool, yeah. Nice. So, you can't say anything. About anything? About anything. <laughs> but, we always end with, what would you like to see in an upcoming Star Wars movie? Ooh. S- standalone or... Just in general, well, that's tough because I, you know, have to see. I'd like to see your dad learn a line. <laughs> that would be great. I, I, maybe he's gone mute. Maybe the character. Well, my thing is my the only thing I want to see. I don't even care. Yeah. Anymore, I just want to see that green lightsaber. <laughs> I just want to see it ignited again. <laughs> he doesn't have to backflip before he catches it. Right. Just. Just crank it open one last time, you know. Maybe there might all this dust might come out exactly. at the same time, but now the battery's gone out. What would you like to see? Ah, oh, it's it's hard to say because I just uh, I don't you know I don't want to not build it up, but I don't want to get too much into exactly like where I want to see it go because I think you'll be disappointed, but you'll have. You know, I think a lot of people they have their version of the movie in their head before they go in there, and if it and it's not going to be exactly what they thought it should be, then you ultimately are disappointed. So just let just be excited to to be you know wowed by you know by what they're doing. So it's hard to say. I maybe I my answer might change more when the the next one's out because how do they wrap it up? We're still in this area of like. Let's see where they're going with this, you know. So I, I kind of like the mystery. Um, 
So yeah, well, you have to ask me in 2018. <laughs> Done. We've booked a guest in the future, and then we can finally know. I want a third Ewoks movie. We got Caravan of Courage was you know not so great, but Battle for Endor. I'll I'll stand up for that one. What? You like Caravan of Courage more? Yes. Really? No. Wicket talked. He was he was talking English in Battle for Endor. It was he, brutal. But you had Teak, you had Wilford Brimley, and you had Ewoks with blasters. You had the lizard people. Oh, no. I definitely like uh, the second one better. But Wicket could talk. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. I tried to watch it recent, like, not recently, but in the last 10 years. And he forgot how to talk, because those are supposed to be prequels to... That happens before Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so they'd encountered... They never tried to eat them. Notice that, too? They never tried to eat those kids. Maybe because she was sick. And they, were, they went, uh, in the first one, they were like, oh, bad meat. Well, maybe they were trying to do, like, the, um, the thing where they were trying to fatten them up. True. Do you know what I mean? If you look Back at Sindel, yeah. she's just just skin and bones. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you get her on a, I don't know what they eat, eat some jub-jub nuts or some yeah. stuff <laughs> and then chub her up and then bang, BBQ. Well, they didn't want to eat Princess Leia either. That's true. But the disturbing thing is, where did Princess Leia's clothes come from? They look like they were all, all stitched together. Weren't they? Didn't they have... But did they just make them that day? Probably. Or were they someone else's clothes? Oh, interesting. Do you reckon they've got a little Ewok sweatshop underneath <laughs> that tree? <laughs> exactly. But it's just strange. You no, know, you were there, man. It's just weird, though, because Wicket, he learned English, and then I guess he wasn't using it for a while and just... Reminds me of someone else I know. Can you confirm that Luke Skywalker talks again? I can't. I can't confirm anything. I don't. I can't even confirm there will be an episode eight. <laughs> that's how secretive it is. I don't know. I think it. It might just end there. I think that's it. Uh, Nathan, if people want to find out more about your vinyl figures, yes, where can they click on the on the light internet and then give out your dark internet the website dark address as well? With that one, you. I have to go to the dark version of this podcast, which I can't tell you where that is. Uh, that's the one that's filled with all the spoilers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, com. That's that's where you can you can see it. So, and then of course, you know, I think yeah. At this point, I do a lot more updates on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, if you're so inclined, and uh, and tin- you're at Nathan and Hamill? Tinder. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at Nathan Hamill on all that. I I I haven't gotten. I think I started a Snapchat, but I just oh, and Vine too, which I check every once in a while. But that'd be a confusing Tinder profile pic. You and Andy Circus and a wedding ring. Yeah, You're like <laughs> what's this dude's game? Which one is he? <laughs> Why is he married? Well, thanks for talking Star Wars. Yeah. And thanks for a, a fun couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been good. Of hitting convention bars. Nerding out. Yep. And may that force be with you. And and you as well. Bang. We're done. 
Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that super fun episode, Chatting Star Wars with Nathan Hamill. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want to help us out in a really easy way, just find the episode announcement. It's normally pinned to the top of my uh, Twitter account and just hit retweet or share the link on Facebook or on a Star Wars forum that you're on or on Instagram. If you can get one extra person interested in the podcast, you've done your part as a podcast listener. Podcasting is a very like user-powered uh, medium because you know we don't get to advertise and that sort of stuff. It's all word of mouth. So you know you found out about it somehow. Pod it forward to someone else and uh, shout us a retweet or a repost that is so appreciated and of course we love it when you go on to itunes and write a sweet five star review let's see what the new ones can be uh this one is a new one this week and it's for uh, it's from chesterino chesterino The title is A Sweet Five Stars on Brand. One of my favorite podcasters and presenters still provides a great take on the magic that is Star Wars. Great guests, great conversations, and a lot of good laughs. Sweet five star review on the Australian iTunes store. Thank you so much. And, you know, if everyone can chip in with a five star review, I know there's thousands of you going... Stop talking about the five-star review. I'll do it one day. Enough with the five-star review. And then there's a few hundred of you going, hey, I've already done it. I've done my part. Well, the people that have done their part, join them. And then you can be annoyed with this plug for the right reasons. The fact that it's now doesn't apply to you. You've done your part. Have you done your part? Statistics say that you haven't because I've only got... 233 reviews and I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of downloaders you see how there's a separation there let's get it up a huge shout out for the people that have taken time out of their day to do that it only takes about a minute if that depends how long you type but it is so appreciated Um, we've also got the Steel Wars supporter page for just $3 Australian which is about $2.20 American Uh, you get full access to our back catalogue of interviews. The good thing about the Steel Wars interviews is that the majority of them are pretty timeless. You know, people's memories about Star Wars and and funny riffs about Star Wars, they're still funny. It's not like a a new show, which is pretty cool. Now, uh, you also got the Gonk Droid Trash Compactor show, which I do with Tony Medina, the Gonk Droid, every two weeks. And also the bi-weekly Q&A show, Questions You Have, Answers I Give where the supporters get to ask me questions about Star Wars or podcasts or anything at all. There's even been a Jerry question or two of late, and uh, we answer them every two weeks on the alternative week to uh, the Gonk Droid episode. And some shout-outs for some very great listeners that are supporting the podcast. Thank you to Joshua Bleed, uh, Timo Registratus, uh, Nicholas Menman, and Catherine O'Mara, who are all chipping in to make sure the podcast gets to you guys each week. Thank you guys so much. I, it means a lot to me that you support it. Thanks so much. There should be 
maybe this weekend we're going to test it out. Check out the Twitter or the Facebook and the website because we might test out doing the call-in show. And it will be like a Friday night in America, Saturday morning in Australia. I haven't got it quite worked out yet, but if you want to take part in, we'll have a special guest and you guys can call in. It'll be, you can Skype in or whatever. It's, it's going to be a toll-free type affair. But if I get it going, I will announce it on the next couple of days all over the social media and uh, on the website, which is steelwars.com. On the social media, it is at Steel Wars all over the shop, Twitter and Instagram. And you can just search Steel Wars on Facebook. Facebook. If you guys want to get your hands on your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirts or stickers, or have you seen him t-shirts and stickers, they are on the Steel Wars web store. Uh, a little hint, you get 15% off for being a Steel Wars supporter, so you can sort of become a supporter, then you save three bucks off the t-shirt you made in the shade. You got access for the month of podcasts. It's pretty good. And the t-shirts are hand screen printed on a triple A tube t-shirt. So they don't wash off and the t-shirts don't shrink. They are top quality. My other comedy podcast, Isle of Green God Letters, is back in action. We just put up the London episode that we did after the Tom Bell episode in London. We did the Steel Wars and afterwards we did the Isle of Green God Letters. It is out of control. It is one of the loosest, just a bizarre comedy podcast. So, if you've never listened to an episode before, this is an awesomely crazy place to start. So, that is I Love Green Guide Letters. Uh, you can find that on iTunes or on ilovegreengoldletters.com. And if you want some more Star Wars podcasting, we are, of course, part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Of course, MakingStarWars.net is the internet's hotspot for Star Wars news and rumors, and they have got a top-shelf lineup of podcasts all tackling Star Wars from different points of view. Monday, you've got now this is podcasting the flagship news show with Jason, Randy, Saf, Sal, Max, and whoever else is about Tuesdays, it's us, Steel Wars. Doesn't really matter. You can listen to these whatever day. The Cantina cast, I uh, love these guys, Mike and Joa. They're back at it, or Mike is anyway. And on their last episode, they're breaking down the Star Wars Celebration Europe panel and trailer. Idiots Array is on Thursdays. More Celebration Europe info on the latest episode. Rogue One is always on Thursdays with Johnny, Mike and Hawes. I've been over there and it was an awesome podcast. So uh, if you haven't listened to my episode, listen to that. It is a three hour laughter filled trip. That is every Thursday. Friday is Rebel Girl with Amanda Ward and Tracy Gardner. Always good times. The Force Cult on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, you've got a bit of a collecting skew with the Cargo Hold, the newest addition to the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, talking all things Star Wars collectibles. And then there's the First Order Transmissions. Good, interesting Star Wars conversations. Isn't that what you want? The Making Star Wars Podcast Network. If you want to see them all in iTunes, just click steelwars.com forward slash MSW and we've got a beautiful splash page. 
So thank you guys for all your support with the podcast. Make sure you check the social media to see if the live app is going to plan. And may that force be with you. Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.